Hello, everybody. This is Juliana speaking, your host of Is This Actually Healthy? I'm thrilled to be transmitting my voice to you once again to bring some interesting aspects of nutrition to your attention. And help me do that today. I'm happy to welcome Dr. Robert Davis back to the show once again for part two of the interview we began last week. We've been discussing the material from Dr. Davis's most recent book, Supersized Lies, How Myths About Weight Loss Are Keeping Us Fat and the Truth About What Really Works. I thought this book was so revolutionary that it was worth speaking with the expert behind the pages and share our discussion with you. This is a book you can find on any online book retailer. If after listening to this, you think this book is a worthy read. If you haven't listened to the last episode, I recommend you go back so you don't miss any of our juicy conversation. But if you want to jump in right now, that's fine too. With that, I'll switch over to the interview where we left off last week. Most of your book was, I guess, targeted to people who are probably trying to change their habits in order to lose weight. And your staggering statistic in your book that 97% of people who do lose weight manage to gain it back. What would you say the biggest part of this is? And why do people keep relying on what you call the same old veiled solutions? What, What can be done for these people? Well, uh, you know, I think it's, it's a very disheartening thing. And it's, it is for so many. And, and one of the reasons I wrote this book is I know so many people who struggled, who lost weight and gained, gained it back, maybe gained back even more than they lost and, uh, and lost it again and gained it back and gone through this yo-yo kind of cycling. And what we find is that people often will go back to the same approaches or at least variations of the same approaches. Typically, well, I tried, you know, uh, a keto diet that didn't work long term. So now I'm going to try uh, of uh, intermittent fasting, or now I'm going to try a low fat diet, or maybe I'm going to try, you name it, some other, whatever the diet du jour happens to be. So they keep coming back to these diets. And the problem is that these diets are peddled in a way to make people think that they're the latest, greatest thing, and they have some secret or some kind of shortcut. Uh, and the diet industry is very, very uh, uh, savvy in the way that it promotes these diets and maybe making people believe that maybe something didn't work before, but this is going to work. So I think step number one would be for people to ignore those kinds of claims from the diet industry and to not focus on these sort of quick, uh, quick fix diets, but instead uh, focus on their overall eating patterns and to think about this as a long-term issue. So I'd say that's step number one. And then step number two, to sort of tune out a lot of the noise, because you know a lot of what we hear from the diet, the weight loss industry is just a lot of noise about do this, you know, uh, do these seven things and don't do those five things and do this on Tuesdays and do this on a full moon. And, and, it, and it becomes a very complicated kind of endeavor. And I think that if we can sort of tell people just to get to sort of tune that out and get back to the basics, that is focus on the healthfulness of your diet, try to get regular physical activity. Um, and that can help prevent weight gain. That's why physical activity is important. Focus on trying to, as you say, Think about, you know, a lot of weight and, and diet is from the neck up, right, in terms of your thought processes and how you think about food. That's what's really important. So to, to gain awareness of, of your eating patterns and how you think about food and, and to try to focus on your behavior, um, those are the things I think that really matter here um, rather than sort of chasing after sort of what the latest fad is, whether it's a diet, whether it's a supplement, whether it's whatever it is um, that's being peddled to us as some kind of 
um, magical solution. Right. These desperate attempts to lose weight faster than what's really humanly possible is leading us down a road where we can only have failed expectations. And it perhaps brings us into this mentality that things like a diet pill could work. Now, how on earth has our society become so programmed to think that something like taking a pill could help you lose weight without having to do anything else? Well, you know, it's a very alluring idea. It's similar in some ways to the idea that if I, if I eat food X, whatever it is, avocados, I lose weight, or if I eat chili peppers, I lose weight. So it's a simple solution to a complex issue. And so, well, I'll pop a pill and all these you know, dietary supplements, over-the-counter supplements are being touted as, as having some kind of you know, miraculous effect in helping people lose weight. Um, so it's understandable that people will be lured by this, but the truth is if you look at these supplements, there's a little to no evidence that they really have any effect. Some might have a slight effect for certain people, but you know, the, the, the other problem is that the dietary supplements, at least in the US, are not required to be tested for safety and effectiveness the way that prescription medications are. And so often mm -hmm. it's buyer beware. People, uh, you can't be sure whether you're uh, getting something that's safe and because it hasn't been tested thoroughly. And you can't even be sure you're getting what's listed on the label because again, there are no requirements or at least there's no testing of the products by an independent entity to make sure that really it's the, the, the dosage and all the ingredients that are on the label are actually there. So really, I think when people are trying supplements, they're, they're taking a risk. And certainly if they do it, they should go in with uh, managed expectations about what the supplement can do for them. We see that in the modern age that most people who try to lose weight are not successful or gain it back. And the rate of obesity in America in particular only ever increases. If we look at this dismal projection, it seems that there's almost nothing we can do against this wave of growing obesity. But what could you say going into the future is there any way to help combat this or get people more exposed to the nutritional information they need? Yeah, I mean, it's such a, it's a great question and it's such a complex question because it involves so many pieces. You know, in this book, I talk about what individuals can do. And certainly I don't want, I mean, I think that's important. I think we all can, I, I don't like the, the message that it's, it's completely out of our control and there's nothing we can do because certainly we can become more educated to become savvier consumers, which is what I try to do and help people do through my work uh, and know what's believable and what's not and to make better choices when it comes to our food and to think about how we can change our behavior and change our habits in order to make better choices. So I think there, there's plenty that we individually can do and that we can teach people to do and continue to teach people to do to make better choices. But obviously that's not the whole story. I mean, it's the other side is the food that's out there, the food environment, what people are exposed to, the fact that everywhere people go, there tends to be all kinds of food that's beckoning them and you know, food that's processed food that's Full of sugar and salt and uh, and and calories and so um, you know I, I I like to say that the problem is that there's food everywhere from you know office depot to Home Depot and that everywhere we go now there's it's just food is ubiquitous and that people go to restaurants and they have giant portions and so um, this is what this is part of the issue and then on top of that we have food companies that are constantly marketing foods that are not helpful uh, and foods that pretend to be helpful, as we just talked about, that, that have this health halo that say, you know, that, that you should eat them because they're going to be good for you when in fact the opposite is true. So the food industry plays a, a very negative role here too. So we have all these sort of societal forces, I think, that are arrayed against us. 
but that doesn't mean that we're powerless to try to do things ourselves. And so I think while uh, political leaders and other leaders of society, I hope eventually can do more to address these societal forces that create this um, poor food environment, uh, this environment that's conducive to, to weight gain. Um, at the same time, we as individuals, I think, can try to become more educated and educate each other so that we can uh, make different choices. Yeah, your whole professional career is based on reaching out to people, communicating, and trying to help people make better choices. Would you say you've had a lot of personal success with this? I hope so. It's hard to know, you know, and I get, I, all I know is the people who, the, I hear from people that write me and send me notes and uh, tell me that they've uh, learned something or it's helped them uh, in their own lives. And so I would like to think, because that's certainly what my work has been devoted to and something I'm passionate about. And I try to bring to bear my training in epidemiology and public health to lay out the information to people and help them make better decisions for themselves. Because I like to say my job, as I see it as a health journalist, is not to tell people what to do, that you should eat X or Y food or be on X diet or Y diet. That's for each individual to decide for himself or herself. But at least I like to think I can lay out information, reliable information, honest information, and say, here's what we know, here's what we don't know, and here's what we know is not true, and lay it out so that people can assess that for themselves and decide what's best for them. Because in the end, that's really what it's all about, giving people the knowledge and the power to decide what's going to be best for them. Absolutely, because no one is going to stick to something they find no enjoyment in. I know from experience, from going through the process, I, I used to not think at all about what I ate. I, I wasn't considered healthy. And then I adopted my lifestyle step at a time. And I absolutely love how I eat now. I would never go back to how I was eating before because I thoroughly enjoy it. And I find my inspiration of talking about nutrition with people and having my podcast is because I want other people to find the joy in this too. I think that is one of the most important parts of making any step in the right direction is actually enjoying it as, as you're going through it. I agree with that. And I think, and I certainly feel this way in my own life, and I know other people do, is it enhances the quality of your life because you feel better. Uh, overall, you feel better about yourself. You have a, a sense of empowerment. But also, I just think it, it, eating in a helpful way helps people feel better physically. They're less tired. They have more energy. And they realize this once they, over time, are able to change their eating habits, how they feel better. And so I think that's, that's a really important point to make to people that that's the big payoff of eating in a more helpful way is it just helps improve the overall quality of your life. And you might actually find some foods that you really enjoy that you never would have tried before. So um, right. that's always a benefit as well. Yep, absolutely. Just as a closing question, I'm wondering what your, uh, what your big goals are now, now that you have this book out there, you're helping people with this. And what do you see yourself uh, doing in the future? Well, you know, I have, a, uh, my, I have an ongoing business where we, uh, called Everwell, we create health-related videos on all kinds of health-related topics, and we distribute them through the internet and also through physicians' offices. So certainly that's my day job, and I'll continue doing that. It's something I'm also very passionate about. It's the other way that I can help educate people about their health and help them make better decisions. And so I'll continue doing that. Um, I'm, I'm continuing to talk about this book uh, as much as I can, anybody that is interested in hearing the message. Uh, and I, and I, I'm, I suspect at some point I'll do another book. I'm not sure yet. I'm thinking about a few things, but I'm, I haven't yet decided on the next topic. But certainly the, the fun thing about this field is there's no shortage of topics. 
no shortage of topics that have all kinds of hype and misinformation around them. So I, I, I suspect that I'll, I ha won't have too big a problem coming up with the next topic to write about. The world of fitness and nutrition grows every day. There's always something new. For my right. listeners out there, where could they find your book if they're interested in reading it for themselves? They can go on Amazon. It's available on Amazon. Also, other uh, online retailers, they can find it. They can also go to my website, healthyskeptic.com. It's available through there. And uh, they'll also, by the way, be able to see some of the videos that I've created. It's the Healthy Skeptic, that's my brand, videos on a number of the topics in the book, topics we've talked about today on uh, nutrition and fitness and other wellness topics, short look at claims and dissect those claims. Okay. So definitely go to your website to see all that it has to offer and find more information on your books then. Yes. Thank you. All right. I think that is all the questions that I have today. I think this has been a, a very productive interview. I, I feel like I've learned a lot, but, and I'm sure my listeners will get a lot out of it as well. You're my first person I have interviewed for my show. Oh, good. Well, I'm, I'm very honored. Well, thank you. You're a great interviewer. So thank you for, for, for doing that. Yes, I wish you luck in your work and any of your future endeavors. I'm probably going to order another one of your books and <laughs> keep reading because, you, yeah, you, you really are great in your field and you come up with a lot of ways to make this relatable to everybody. And I think the world benefits from having that kind of effective communication from professionals. Well, thank you for saying that. I really, that means a lot. I really appreciate that. And uh, I, I thank you for, for doing this and for your kind words. Okay, that is a close for this interview episode. I have to say, overall, I thought this was such a great experience getting to connect with a professional in the field. I hope I'll be able to bring to you some more exclusive interviews in the future as the opportunity arises, because even people who've been fitness conscious for a long time always have more to learn. I am certainly not excluded. Please keep following Is This Actually Healthy? Rating the show would be fantastic, and even better if you subscribe. I've launched a new website for this show, and the direct link is now listed on my Instagram profile. Search Is This Actually Healthy with no spaces, and in the overall show description wherever you're listening. You can access all of my episodes there, or continue to access them however you're doing so now. I will see you again next time.